stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. This is Baritone Joe from Los Angeles, and I am falling with G-Man into the void. Well, hey there, hello there, bats and ghouls, and welcome to a very special 13th episode of Into the Void, where we talk about anything and everything paranormal. I am your ghost host with the most, G-Man, and listener, do we have a show for you? Now, we aren't going to waste too much time here because we have a lot to talk about and some very special returning guests with us. Also, we are getting closer and closer to that very special time of year where the monsters, goblins, and costumes start to make their presence known. I am, of course, talking about Halloween. Now, it has come to my attention that there are forces out there who are trying to cancel Halloween, or rather just not go out and about to do traditional trick-or-treating this year. And I can understand with this crazy pandemic that we're all experiencing, but I've said it once, and I'll continue to say it over and over again. Halloween is not dead. I understand the joy of trick-or-treating or going to a Halloween party, and I imagine there will be some of you who will not stay home and defy what has been asked of us. You can't stop traditions. All I ask is that you be smart and be safe. As always, before we get started, I'd like to take this moment to thank our listeners and who have been following with us. I cannot say this enough. Your support is truly appreciated. One thing we love to do here on Into the Void is to give shout outs to small businesses, online stores, or what is also known as mom and pop shops. We are all about supporting the community, and in doing so, we love to help spread the word about what you do and what your store has to offer. So, for this episode, I'd like to give a big shout out to Witchwood for the Morbidly Inclined. From home decor and accessories, Witchwood for the Morbidly Inclined has what you need to help add some spooky fun to your All Hallows Eve. From vegan style berets to vegan cashmere scarves, and if you go to their website, you'll see an array of fun titles and unique designs. One of their biggest luxury items is their handbags, which are made from the softest, high-quality vegan leather to give each bag that sought-after high-end quality and feel. I myself have my eyes set on their Halloween bow tie collection because, well, bow ties are cool. Visit their website, witchwoodbags.com, and for every purchase you make, a portion of the proceeds will go to the Irvine Animal Care Center. Your purchase will help many pets get the care and love they need and hopefully a new home. That's witchwoodbags.com. Witchwoodbags.com. And with that, I believe it's time to bring out my amazing co-host for this episode. And note that I said co-host. In accordance with the COVID guidelines, we have made the choice to have one of our co-hosts sit this episode out. And don't worry... He'll be back soon. So without further ado, bats and ghouls, please help me in welcoming a man who needs no introduction, but what kind of host would I be if I didn't give him one? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the anime-loving, Doctor Who-watching, seventh wonder of the world, The Strange One. Hey, hey, listener. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Glad to have you, and... I uh, hope you're being safe out there. You know, there's a lot of uh, danger out there in the world and a lot of uh, 
fires, weather anomalies, there's so much going on. Just be safe. Especially those of you out here in Southern California, out all throughout California, throughout the West Coast, yes. all the way up to Oregon. Oh, yeah. There's just so many fires going out there. So, you know, pray for everybody. Make sure that, you know, you're, you yourself are safe and take care. And I hope you enjoy today's show. Awesome, awesome. And are you excited for today's episode? Always excited. Excited because I missed out on the last time we had today's guest with us. And I couldn't be a part of the show because, again, we're just trying to keep safe. And here we are again. We are, we are. But before we get to our main event, here's a word from our sponsor. Looking for a new and exciting hair accessory to express the Disney lover in you? Maybe you'd like to combine your Disney interest with another of your guilty pleasures. Then check out creative designer Yolanda from Flowers and Company on Instagram at MyFloralCreations. My Floral Creations specializes in custom Mickey ear headbands. Visit their YouTube channel for more designs and Yolanda's how-to videos in making your own crafts. Stop by one of the My Floral Creation pages and drop a DM for more information on how you can get your own custom Mickey headband. That's My Floral Creations on Instagram. Welcome back, bats and ghouls, and now it's time to introduce our special guests. Many moons ago, at a musician-only jam party, two souls converged, igniting a fire fueled by music. Little did they know, their music would not only change my life, but many others as well. You may have seen them perform live at events like Burning Man, Lucidity Festival, or in July of this year when they were able to have a live performance online through a Los Angeles event company who focuses on building the SoCal Jam Band community. They have made such a wave through the LA scene and the sound they produce is like no other. And I have the honor, nay, the privilege to have them here with us. Ladies and gentlemen, bats and ghouls, please welcome back to the studio, the climate fighting, Smooth playing, BLM protesting, spiritual lifting, and psychedelic sound making band Blooming Fire. What up? Good to be back. What up, G Man? How's it going? It's going great, man. Just excited to be here and talk about all kinds of different things. Awesome, awesome. Well, it is so great to have you back on the show. And I'd like to start off by saying I really enjoyed watching you guys play again uh, live online. That was spectacular. Thank you. I appreciate that. We appreciate that. We had fun. It was definitely a challenge for us, but we pulled through and had a good time. Awesome. And I know it was it was crazy it, with the craziness of this world right now and the pandemic that we're having, right. having to socially distance yourself from, you know, playing in front of a live audience. Right. Um, I imagine that was pretty tough, you know, with it's no one there. just a, a show. Like when we go live for small things, we can talk to our fans and interact with them. When right. you're doing something like that, where you're like even away from the computer and you're just playing in a room. It's not something that we have done yet. So besides recording, and that's like a different mindset. Right. So it was definitely a great learning experience. And we, we ended up having a lot of fun and, and getting in the groove, you know. Awesome. I love it. So uh, what's been happening since the last time you guys were here? Well, we're just working on our album, our first album, diligently working on it. We have about 15 songs on the demo list right now, down Beautiful. from about like 60. So okay. um, that list might go up to like 20 songs on the demo. And then we keep, keep 
you know, crunching out the demo. And once we are kind of satisfied with the demo, we're going to pitch it to a couple of producers that we really want to work with and see if they want to work with us. And if not, screw them. We'll do it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <That's> right. <laughs> but yeah, we're really, we're really excited. We're working hard on uh, just really getting tight with our sound. It's the first time the four of us are only writing the entire thing we've always had other people in our project and we're definitely going to be featuring a lot of artists on the album but the core writers are the four of us Um, ian's not with us today but robbie and dryden are here and me sierra so the four of us will be you know the main brains behind the piece sounds good sounds good yeah i uh just to let the listeners know like you said ian is not here right um and last i last time you guys were here uh I believe it was Ian who had mentioned about a downhill longboarding competition. Yes. Is he still doing downhill uh, longboarding? He is still doing downhill longboarding. He uh, has been injured for about a year and a half. Oh, no. Um, unfortunately, he he got he dislocated his shoulders one too many times. He had to get a surgery. And then three months into the healing process, or like two and a half months, he actually got assaulted by a police officer. Oh, my gosh. Um, and they ripped him out of the car by the arm. We still don't know the reason why behind all of that. Oh, a bunch man. of bullshit. Anyway, they they ripped him by the arm he had surgery on and re-damaged the tendons that got repaired and damaged it to a point where he actually had to get um like bolts in his arm. And oh, didn't he have to man. get like some of the bones sawed and yeah. Ugh. Oh gosh. But good news is is this past week he actually got to go out and ride a skateboard. Not doing big hills yet, but little hills. He got, we went to Sedona, Arizona and he was cruising through the mountains there. So that was like really the first time he's been back on a board and, you know, he's just got a whole new light to him. He really, he really needs that in his life. So we're really happy for him to be back on the board. Yeah. I was going to say that's good. That's good that he's back in the board. Little steps. It's hard to be injured for a year and a half. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Last time we were here, it was mainly Dryden and Ian talking about that story about That's the UFOs. Right. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, I was on, actually on our uh, first tour, and I yeah. was just kind of chiming in here and there. But uh, yeah, so Ian was, you know, if you haven't checked out that episode, people who are listening, go check that one <laughs> out. It's episode 10 of yep. season one. That's so right. So go check it out. Yeah. If that you want to hear about uh, some alien encounters. That in, was a very interesting episode. And yes, I definitely What you encourage. revealed in that episode was the coolest part of the whole <laughs> thing, man. Honestly, like for us to tell you the story and then you tell us like the history behind that area and stuff, <laughs> that blew my mind. You know, I was, uh, before you guys had arrived, um, Dryden and I were talking and, um, I told him, you know, I like to do that. I like to read stories, uh, have people tell me, send me their story. Then I read the story and then I just look for facts. I look for things that, you know, could stand out. Um, I, I think it makes the story come alive more when you oh, give totally. the facts too. That's why I love Into the Void. That's like the main reason. <laughs> I, I think that's like really unique that you do that. Now we're about to get to Dryden's uh, paranormal encounters here. Uh, one thing, I, one more thing I want to mention is that I know um, as a band, you guys are big on saving the environment. Um, are you still doing the beach cleanups or the, uh, I believe you said it was Heal the Bay last time you were yeah, here? Yeah, you know, we haven't done any during the quarantine. We do cleanups like pretty much anywhere we go. We are constantly cleaning any hike we go on. Um, even this past weekend when we were in Sedona, uh, you know, every hike we did, we, we picked up trash, a bunch of trash on the way. But we haven't hosted a cleanup, obviously, in this year just because everything going on and whatnot. But 
I've been down to the beaches recently in Venice, mainly Santa Monica, and it is rough compared oh, to what wow. it was. So okay. we should definitely, I've been thinking about it maybe by the end, before the end of the year, we'll host one. Okay. But our main focus lately, we've really been just trying to dig into the album and, and just kind of, you know, just breathe and be as easy as we can on ourselves. I kind of, I'm pretty hard on these boys, but, uh, <laughs> Someone's got to yeah. crack the whip right. in the band, right? At the right? end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, yeah, we've just, you know, we've never taken a moment for just the music. We've always inserted shows and this and that into every part of the creation process. And, and it's been nice to not do that this time and really just come together on the vision for the album and what we're trying to say with yeah. it. And we're definitely talking about Mother Nature in there. Because, nice. You know, we're definitely nice. talking about all kinds of stuff like that, so... <laughs> I thought you were going to say something strange well, one. I was listening a little while ago, but the topic kind of just like went by me. I was like, oh, I missed the boat. I got to wait for the next one. <laughs> doot, doot. No, but uh, that's fast. That's that's awesome. I um I am listening in so you guys know. I'm not just like by myself. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we're by the corner. I know. We can't see you. <laughs> and, that's, and that's probably the biggest issue because I'm so used to being in the group. Now I'm behind the computer screen. I want to move it, but I want to move his stuff. <laughs> We um, see you, the strange one. I yes. can see you. I'll just pee, I'll just get taller. <laughs> <laughs> so no, um, that's actually I'm, I'm excited and and listening in uh, on everything that's just going on. I, I want to just sit and listen. This was fascinating. Right on. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. We were just saying that before we started that. Uh, True musicians, they really listen. We're like, we'll just feed off of each other. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Um, so, Dryden, what up? I believe it's time. Okay. That we talk about some paranormal encounters that you have had. Now, you mentioned something before we get into this, because there's something else. I, I almost forgot about this, but you had pointed to something in the store here, here at, at, at Undercity Comics in Whittier, California. You had pointed to a book called The Returning Wizard, which <laughs> made me think about something that you had said, mentioning about being a wizard yourself. Would you care to shed some light on that statement you made the last time you were here? Indubitably. <laughs> well, it, it, the whole wizard persona didn't really fully come into being until Blooming Fire. Like, oh. it, it was my family here that really sort of inspired me to really unleash. All, it's basically a, all the collective experiences I've had and the paranormal. and, and It's basically something plane. that possesses him while he's on stage. Interesting. Couldn't have said it better myself. Sarah. Interesting. <laughs> It's like all Precisely. the souls of every musician is coming to Dryden right now. Yeah, it, I sort of invoke, I feel especially on stage, but, you, you know, even in our studio sometimes when I'm in the zone, um, it's almost like this portal opens up and I'm evoking, invoking rather, this sort of energy from outside of myself. And I let that sort of take over and then I just become me, Dryden, becomes the observer. And then there's something else at, at bay here that working this magic and, you know, that permeates into many other things in life. Um, but music is definitely, you know, the, the number one when it comes to projecting that type of energy. That's where I guess uh, people just started calling me the wizard uh, pretty soon after Blooming Fire started. And I just kept going with it. That's a great I, title to have. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. You know? It's his uh, flow state. It's my flow state. I you like know? that. I like that. You know, I have to interject a little bit just because last night, uh, G-Man and I were having a conversation and uh, he mentioned... That have you ever had an experience where you're outside of your body just looking in? I'm like, yeah, all the time. I'm like, it's like, don't you always do that? I mean, don't people do that? Can't you look up from the outside and, and see your outside perspective and see you doing things? Um, I think so, a lot of people don't. 
Interesting. You know, I, I find that sometimes uh, I do. That's like astral projecting. Like that's like another. I it's mean, a whole other level. How, right how deep are you? To, like how how far away from the body are you? <laughs> I mean, not far. <laughs> but I, I can wander in my mind's eye, and then yeah. I, I begin to see myself, and and it, you know, just see my surroundings. And I thought it was something that people can just do, you know, with their imagination or just when, when they get into deep thought or meditation. Um, but I'm finding out more and more that some things that I do aren't normal. Strange one. Have you been <laughs> astro projecting yourself lately? Apparently. I, mean, I had no idea that's what I was doing. I'm just like watching myself sleep. I'm like, that must be nice. <laughs> that, like- that is also similar to what Jordan's de- like describing. When you mm-hmm. are in a flow state of create like creation, whether that's music or, you know, when you're in the zone here in here, G-Man, like even that flow state is like a form of like, astral projecting kind yeah. of, or like connecting with something beyond ourselves oh yeah for absolutely sure. absolutely so i can relate to that dryden right on brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dig. dryden's the wizard robbie's the angel of the group and ian's the <laughs> alchemist that's about it. Nice. <laughs> That's what you need it for. Right, exactly. <laughs> Living in California. Exactly. Right. Well, this has all been amazing so far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are not done yet. Now, as you know... <laughs> sorry. We haven't even started. <laughs> we yet. haven't even started. <laughs> so as you, opened the door. <laughs> exactly. So as you know, we are a paranormal podcast. Uh, so just like last season, Dryden... Now, I know you have two stories here. Um, but I believe Sierra and Robbie, you have stories also. Is that correct? Mine, you know, I could, I have many stories, but I was thinking about sharing one small one okay, today. Okay, yeah, and that's then Robbie great. has a spiritual encounter that we we've all experienced, okay. but comes from his past, and it's actually a really beautiful connection to the spiritual realm. Perfect. Um, mine's another UFO encounter, and Dryden's wow. I know is a ghostly encounter again. Both of them are. I actually had another UFO story as well, but I think. Yeah, we'll go with the ghostly one, G-Man. Okay, no, that works for me. So here's what I'd like to do. First off, I'd like to go a little off script here. Okay. So. Ooh, did you hear that, that bang on the table? It's getting that real was creepy. It's like law and order. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. <laughs> All right, so here's what I'd like to do. We're going to go a little off script here. We have three of you here in studio, which means we get three spooky stories and i'm very excited about this so we're going to start off with dryden's story then we're going to move on to sierra and then we're going to move on to robbie so dryden i'm going to give you the give you the mic you take it away david can i get some mood music please perfect (laughs) (laughs) take it away Dryden. i'm already getting goosebumps (laughs) okay um so the story i decided to talk about today is related to a ghostly experience in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And this happened in the summer of 95. So my mom just remarried. And the day after the wedding, my aunt and uncle decided to surprise me and my brothers uh, by telling us they're going to treat us to a trip to Gettysburg, which is maybe two, three hours from where they got married. And we were all really excited about that. We didn't go on very many trips at that time in our life. And it was a big deal. So we were really happy. And we go to Gettysburg. Uh, It just so happened to be like the hottest, humid weekend of the entire summer. I remember it was just unbearably hot. I think the humidity was like at 85, 90%. It was ridiculous. So um, 
uh, Gettysburg is mostly fields, battlefields, and we couldn't do anything during the day. So we checked into the hotel and uh, we spent the majority of the day in the swimming pool. Uh, towards the end of the day, my aunt thought it would be a good idea for us to check out the Pickett's Charge battlefield at dusk, since it was cooler. So um, uh, just for reference, Gettysburg involved a large number of casualties of the entire Civil War. Uh, and it was the turning point of the War for the Union. Um, over 8,000 men lost their lives in Gettysburg. And the Battle of Pickett's Charge in particular was a decisive victory for the Union. And 50% of the Confederacy soldiers were killed. Um, 1,500 soldiers were killed in one day just on that field alone. So that's where we're headed at dusk. Um, also, historically speaking, Gettysburg is one of the most haunted places in America. For those of our listeners out there, I'm sure you already know that. Um, but I'd been there before. I hadn't seen anything out of the usual, but this particular experience shook me to my core and has stayed with me vividly ever since. All right, so we're going to get into it now. <laughs> um, I'll never forget that creepy feeling when we got there. We walked past, like it was like a crumbling lookout tower. Right, right by the edge where you could park, and there was this weird lookout tower. And um, I don't, it hadn't been around since the Civil War, but there was just something about it that was off. That, that was when I first started to feel a little weird. Uh, we were all alone, and the tourists had made their way back to town. When we walked out of the field, I felt multiple waves of goosebumps enveloping me. I could tell that my younger brothers were uneasy as well, uh, but we all decided to carry on, and we walked deeper into the field that was surrounded by lush forest. So as the sun descended over the horizon, twilight was upon us, and that's when I started to feel this energy that I'd never felt before. It felt as if we weren't alone, and I was terrified. I just remember looking at my aunt and uncle, like, kind of for, like, they're okay, right? Because is, am I alone here? Am I just tripping? What's happening here? But they seemed confident and wanted to walk the field, so we kept going. Um, but there was, like, this kind of magnetic force, like this pull that kept pulling us deeper into the field where the blood of thousands of men leached the soil back in 1863. So as the stars started to show themselves, that's when we saw the fog arise from the forest. Usually when fog approaches, you can see it from every direction. But this fog was centralized and moving like a cloud on the ground. We all stopped in our tracks and I saw my younger brothers gripping the hand of my aunt and uncle. At that point, we were about a mile from the car and I just remember focusing on this fog. It started to become, it was like more dense and it started to get significantly cooler. Like, it was so hot during the day, and uh, the summer's back east, as you know, Sierra and Robbie, uh, can be, even in the evening, can be wet. sweltering wet. Um, <laughs> there was this fog. I just remember it was, like, turning my blood cold, and it, it was very strange, and there was just this feeling like we had to go deeper and deeper into the field. It was very weird. Um, so as the stars started to come out, it was getting darker. We noticed that the fog started sort of taking on shapes, um, at, at first, we couldn't tell what kind of forming into, but then we could see after a while that it was, it was, it was beings, like human beings. Um, hmm. Yeah. And that's when, they, when they started to take shape, that's when we knew we, we had to be seeing ghosts. They, st they started to form into, like, lines. When you say we, you mean, like... My aunt and uncle... Everyone and my, was my acknowledging okay. this together? Okay. Yes, we were oh, all okay. acknowledging it. It wasn't just me. Oh, wow. Like, See, that's, like... That's when, like, really cool when that kind of thing happens. When right. it's, like, the group is together knowing... And everybody is witnessing this right. as opposed to just... And you're not, like, on yeah. any... 
you know, yeah. substances. You're right. with your family. You're like younger, and they're adults, and that's like almost scary. I feel like when you're a kid, when like an adult even acknowledges, you're right. like, oh shoot, like this is real. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was a few experiences I had as a child where I don't know if I'd necessarily believe my own eyes if it wasn't for their adult being present or, you know, another person. Right. And in this case, we were all very much aware of what was happening. We were all very much creeped out, but yet we just kept walking deeper into the field. (laughs) Um, So as we're seeing this, I'll never forget this, like all the sounds in the field just stopped. This Getting those goosebumps again, huh? This is a very creepy story for sure. I can see them. You can see you guys. Can yeah. Them. Okay. So this when is you valid. when you say <laughs> when you say that all the 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 sounds that you heard uh-huh. that stopped, would you say it's like you know like uh like an earthquake when an earthquake's about to happen? It's like everything just goes still, and then all of a sudden the shaking starts to happen. So would you say like it was just crickets and crickets, and all of a sudden just complete silence? Yes, absolutely. And it's, that's a great uh, analogy there, G-Man, because I've actually experienced paranormal activity right before an earthquake before, and we just had an earthquake last night. That's right. It. Oh, yeah. I was, oh, up, yeah. I was All away. these synchronicities here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's exactly like how it was. Okay. It's like, and then, you know, we felt this wave of silence, and then these shapes we could actually see. This is actually like something out of a I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff throughout my life, but I'd never seen like like a transparent ghost. Right. But, and we saw several of them, and they, they were like in a battalion, and but we couldn't see their feet. However, there was like you could see their uniforms, and they wow. were just kind of floating around the field. Just this mist and cloud was only in one spot, and it just started. They started to get like clearer and clearer, and. It looked like one of the leaders of the pack was almost beckoning to us. Oh, wow. At that point, I'm like, okay, we got to go. My aunt and uncle are, are crazy if they think we're going to go farther into the field right now. And then we all grabbed their hands and we took off running to the car as fast as we can. I was there. I was 10 years old at the time, um, or 11, and my brothers were like eight and, and six, five or six. But I think they were just as scared as, as, as they were. Oh, as I can I was imagine. As well. I mean, we, we, we took off as fast yeah. as we could. Remember we got. G Man's like I would have stayed. I would have. I would have went to him. And this is what I love about this band is that they already know me. They already know that I would stay behind and like try to get as much evidence as possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. G Man and I had this conversation a while back. He says, "If you, if you, if we go out on an investigation and like an apparition came out in front of us and something came at us, would you run?" I'd be like, "No." And he's like, "Oh, you'd run." I was like, "No, I can't run." My arthritis hurt too much. I can't <laughs> That's right. run. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be like, well. Well, good partner to have then. <laughs> like, I guess I will be the distraction. <laughs> you all save yourselves. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow, Jared. I think that's one I haven't heard yet. Wait, you haven't heard one of my stories yet? How is I that know. possible? We, I you actually, it's very possible. I, every time you're pulling out some story, I'm like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Never heard." What is? When did this happen? <laughs> well, some of them I've heard many, many times, but then some will be like completely left field that we haven't heard. Have you heard that one, Robbie? Nope, I have not heard that one. Yet. <laughs> you know, my brothers—they'll vouch for me 100 percent on this. I, uh-huh. I believe it. Oh man. Oh, and it's interesting too because you're saying that you were about 11 years old and uh-huh. you, and you had siblings that were around eight years old. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how the mind is, as a, as a child really the imagination just starts to run wild to the point where when you do see something that is hard to you know believe yeah and it's hard to unsee absolutely 
So I can imagine, you know, not just you your and your uncle running away, but you running away also. And you said that they were just kind of floating around back and forth or in one spot. They seemed to be. No, they it came out of, initially came out of the forest. And okay. they started moving towards us. Okay. As we're moving closer into the field. Moving as no a unit. No one else around. Right. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah. What, so it, you. There was this magnetic force. It was like we were in a trance. Yeah. And we, we broke out of that finally and just hightailed it back to the car. I'll, I'll never forget the relief I felt when we got in the car and the engine started. Oh yes, oh, we got out of there with our lives. <laughs> Did you? Do you feel like maybe like you and your family being there because of what you're seeing, you're creating some sort of energy altogether, which then quite possibly they could have been like I don't know feeding off of it, or maybe your energy was giving them more I don't know a, a chance to really show themselves and be able to show you like you know hey this is our field, this is where we died on, this is where we battled on. What do you think? Yeah, think- did you get like a bad energy, like a scary mean? Yeah. Good energy, question. Or Good was question. It like. More like pride, like I'm showing you like history. Well, I was scared, but if you know, in hindsight, to think about it that way in those terms, then yes, I think they it was more of a historic, like they're 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 frozen in time, you know, stuck in sort of a type of purgatory, I guess. Mm. They can't break through, and then they're just gonna they're gonna make themselves known. It seemed like whatever what whatever it was we were seeing, these apparitions were definitely aware that we were there, mm. and they wanted to be seen. Interesting. Yes, a lot of people have reported uh, in Gettysburg seeing apparitions and uh, hearing cannons go off, hearing... Uh, uh, drums. Drums, that's yeah. right. Yes, thank you, strange one. Uh, hearing drums going and happening on that field. Um, a lot of people have uh, will purposely go to Gettysburg early in the morning just so they can hear or witness anything. Um, and a lot of the time, I'm going to say they don't, and it's usually when you don't expect it is when it happens. Right. Um, I mean, they were there at night. Which yeah. Is, you know. Yeah. That is. Do you do you recall what time it was when when this happened? Dusk, yes. Right. I, right after. Sunset. Yeah, it was right around nine nine thirty. Interesting. PM. Interesting. A lot of people have said around that time is when they start to hear or see things. Really. Yeah. Tisk tisk. Huh. It sounds like it's uh, an echo, you know, an appropriate amount of time that things start to repeat. So in that period of time, uh, it's not like like when you have the, the between two and four four o'clock, you have those hours. Right. Yeah. But I think during that period of time for 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 those experiences, it echoes, so it repeats. So that's why it becomes common to hear them within that period of time. That's interesting too, because like to me, when I think when I hear about something like that, or like I've had many different types of like ghost encounters myself but with something like that like I wonder if like the spirit has passed on and it's Mm. more like part of the spirit or like something about that is there for like the purpose of like history or something I don't I I don't know I I feel like it, I don't know. I wasn't like there. It's not conscious. It's just energy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's myself. not like directing yeah. like a dark energy towards somebody. It's almost like there's residual it's, energy. It's that's that even said frozen energy, in time it. or like this pattern, like the repetition, like that right. is kind of what it, it just is what it is. I'm like glad you sounds... brought that up though, because um, there, there's a lot of studies that state that when, when, you know, for the civil war, um, when people died, they didn't know that they died. Like some would be, they'd be running across the field and bullets and cannons would be going off and they'd get hit, hit the floor and not get up. But then they'd wake up and all of a sudden it's like the year 1999. Mm. And they're now walking around going, I don't understand. Like we were just in a war. And that's that residual energy that is staying within that whole entire area. Mm. Cause that was a 
horrific war that had happened. Um, and so I can imagine all the energy that is still there within those fields and in, in any war zone, really. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's just it's just interesting that that, you know, talking about residual energy and how it's still it's still there, but manifesting itself and how you're talking about Dryden, the um, what you saw them marching back and forth or coming forward at you. Yes. I don't think they were coming at you. I think they were just doing what they were told to do, which was back then, right. move forward, Repeating march forward. Repeating the pattern, exactly. a, a moment frozen in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I know we could talk about this for hours <laughs> and hours on end, but I believe now it's time for Sierra to let us know about her paranormal encounter. Well, I have many, which we'll, we could do a, our whole own thing with it, <laughs> and I'd love to hear some history on some of it. But the one that I was going to share today is a short little snippet, but... Um, I've seen many UFOs throughout my life, mainly once I became a teenager and older. Ghosts and other type of spiritual energy I've, I've had connections with since I was very young. But UFOs specifically, I didn't really notice that or it didn't come into my reality until the, about when I was a teenager. So this is... This specific story is actually, I just had graduated. It was my uh, freshman year of college, and I would go back to visit my parents pretty regularly. And one of my really good buddies, Pat, who I grew up with, um, we were really into talking about UFOs and aliens. And, I mean, you know, who isn't? It's awesome to, like, at least even just question what I mean you watch ET and then next thing you know you're like I wonder if that's real you start right. looking into it yeah right so where my parents live it's like out in the middle of nowhere a lot of cornfields this and that so you know we, we would go to meet up at his house and we'd jam and, and hang out and we'd be like okay let's uh let's go blaze one in the in the field <laughs> because we can't blaze one at our parents house even though we were like in college we could do whatever we want it's just out of respect and also just to you know go out in the open field look at the look at the stars, this and that. Oh, yeah. So we'd go out on his little, his Volkswagen Rabbit. He's like my good buddy, and he has one of those little Volkswagen Rabbit cars at the time. Nice. Um, But we'd lay on his roof, and we'd like, you know, and look at the stars and see if we could see anything. And we'd track, like, where the satellites are and different stars, this and that. But um, this one night in particular, this... UFO, which I totally can categorize this as a UFO because every time I've seen a UFO, it's looked the same. It's kind of this like vision of like light and energy, almost like a sparkler or um, is that what those are called when you have on 4th of July? Oh, yeah. yeah. It looks like that type of like fission type of energy or a shooting star. It's kind of all like that type of look, but obviously it's far away. Or is it? Mm. Um, <laughs> how far is this thing? Exactly, yeah. That's what we were starting to ask ourselves even in that moment. And yeah, mind you, we you know, we blazed one up, but it's not like you're you're hallucinating. You're right. just you're you're more open maybe and you know, really seeing everything clearly. But um, in the distance we saw like that fission type of like energy UFO moving and it would move like in patterns that like a, a shooting star couldn't, a satellite cannot, a hair, airplane cannot. Plus, like we know what those look like, and we use that Starfinder app, and you can actually see on the Starfinder app um, when it's like a satellite and things like that. Okay. Um, and obviously the different stars and this and that. So. Right. Constellations, right? Constellations, isn't that? So it's like it's moving in like diagonals and like kind of in one area, hovering, if you will, but like Hmm. in one area. And we're like, dude, dude, what is that? Like hitting each other. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? We're like both up. We're like getting freaked out. And 
for some reason, not every time I've seen a UFO, but this time in particular, I did have like an uneasy feeling. Both of us did, but we were like, we really felt like we should probably get out of there, but we also wanted to like stay as long as we could before we felt even more freaked out. So we're like seeing it kind of up in the sky, like where the stars are, but like a little closer than the stars. Mm. And then it goes lower, but not like, not into the field, but like at the tree line. So the field's like wide open. And then like, we're up here in the sky and like lower at the tree line is where it kind of moves to. And we were like, dude, we got to get the, like, we got to get out of here. But like I said, now I'd probably stay personally, like who I am now. But then I, we did it, but we got in the car and we're like driving and we're just driving down the dust road and like sped all the way to his house. And that was pretty much it. But that's one of many UFO sightings that I've seen, but that was definitely probably the second closest I've ever seen. Wow. Okay. Usually I feel like when I see it, something, I feel like I do see it kind of far away. Um, but this was pretty in my backyard, if you know what I mean. Right, yeah. It was definitely right there. Yeah. And this is like uh, northeast Ohio. Okay. Right there on the edge of Pennsylvania. Wow. So it's right right where my parents live. It's out like on the edge of Ohio and Pennsylvania. We've been out there many times. We've seen other things. You know, we've seen other UFOs, but that was the most like vivid experience we had. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. We're driving in the car back. Like the energy that we felt was definitely like something new that we were there. Like we felt seen. We felt like something was there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a pretty strong intuitive like instinct in certain situations, especially in like the spiritual realm. Like if I go to a house, an old house or even certain apartment buildings. Do you start to just pick up on certain things? I, yeah, I can feel like if the space has energy. Interesting. Um, I'll even use that ability in a sense when I'm like looking for a new place to live or something. Like if I feel a certain energy somewhere, it's usually going to be a no. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. always, but usually. Interesting. But really even the house I grew up in had that energy in it. But these are other stories for other days. <laughs> but that's just a little snippet UFO story with me and my buddy back home. But Range uh, one, I think we need to start going to Ohio. Yeah. Um, Ohio is where I've actually had most of my encounters throughout really? my life. Well, Athens, too. That Athens, Ohio, where I went to college, it's the 13th most haunted place in the world. Interesting. Where I went to college. And I've got some... Definitely. I just got the chills even saying <laughs> saying Athens, Ohio, but Robbie's been there. Yeah, we walked around the building. It was pretty creepy. Oh, my really goodness. Was. Yeah, really you was. definitely feel energy out there. And Robbie doesn't always feel it. Like I said, he's the angel of the group, and I mean that in the sense, like, yes, behaviorally, if you will, but more so because he's, like, protected light energy. Okay. Um, And just, yeah, anyway, he doesn't always, like, that energy is not always revealed to him because I feel like he genuinely has a shield. Okay. And when we're together as a band, it doesn't, it's harder to break through with us as a band because of Robbie's energy. Being Interesting. There. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to be sleeping or something. Yeah. If he's sleeping wow. or something is definitely when things will happen. Oh, wow. He sees, he's seen things as well. Yeah. I, okay. It's not that he hasn't, but, but definitely, definitely when, like yeah. ghosts and spirit energy, darker energies. It's really hard for that to break through when, Interesting. when we're with Robbie. It's, it's very, weird. It's when weird. I feel those energies, when it, right when it comes, I get that that tingly feel, feeling that we all kind of have goosebumps wise. But I think, um, you know, I, d- you, I definitely feel the light right after that. You know, it's like I feel it and then I'm like, oh, I'm cool. 
because I got this shield. Which did not always happen for me. When I met Robbie is when that stuff, like UFO sightings, uh, spiritual encounters, um, just different things like that, different energies, that actually became less Hmm. being around him, which has been... It's just been interesting to even notice that. I'll say. Okay. Because we've known each other like seven years. So, I mean, it still happens. I mean, that tour, the tour story, Robbie was with us, but he was asleep. Oh, interesting. Really interesting. Um, I want to get to you real real soon here, Robbie. I just had one thing I wanted to uh, talk about, which was your UFO encounter that you just talked about with us. Um, Strange one. I believe you and I had a conversation one time. I decided to have a camp out with my my two boys Mm -hmm. in the backyard. Um, and they, you know, we stayed up, had s'mores, danced to some country music, all that fun stuff. Nice. Um, they go to sleep. I decide to get up, you know, I get mesmerized by stars. So I'm standing there in my backyard with my neck straight up in the air. Just yeah. Hurting after that. (laughs) Um, but I noticed something and that is what you described is what I've seen before. The fission light. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I've seen the fission light type of UFO or whatever. That's the thing. I, that's the best way I can label it because okay. of the way it moves. And, but every single time that's what it's looked like. And I've seen it probably six times. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I called Strange One. Um, I was having a little bit of a freak out moment. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, dude, dude. Yeah. Dude. I call him and I was like, bro, tell me I'm not seeing what I think I'm seeing. Now, can you, strange one, remind me, what did you tell me though? You said that it was actually pretty common for people to see certain things up in the skies, whether it's a satellite or, uh, you know, something the that satellite is usually red and it blinks and, and it, it moves, moves on a very right. specific pattern. So right. it's very easy to spot. And it was really interesting because I thought it was a satellite, but what I saw was it looked like someone had just turned a light on. Yes, exactly. I, yeah. I've, I've seen it come from afar and get closer and bigger and then leave like back again Okay. and get smaller and smaller. Okay. But I've also seen it just turn on like a light and it be there in that fission of energy, but it's the movement patterns that have always stuck out to me where right. I'm like, okay, this isn't a star. This isn't a shooting star. This isn't an airplane. It's moving in a way that like nothing else moves right yeah it's it's uh, how do you explain that and it's not moving a lot all the time i have seen them move a lot or it moves in these big diagonals okay right but that encounter specifically it did move in smaller diagonals but most of the time i've seen them they're moving i hate to use it like hovering because everybody it's just so cliche but it really does like it almost moves in this very like fluid Floaty. Floaty, like side to side diagonals, like not just straight lines, not on a path. It's, you know what I mean? It's, It's a little bit faster. Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if I can actually interject on that point, I've actually seen a similar, um, UFO when I was younger, but okay. it was it was very brief, and I and you know I just second guess myself. I was like it was probably nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, most recently, it was actually after you told me about uh, that backyard incident. Mm. Um, I was actually throwing the trash out in uh, by my place, and the the there's just a line of garages right where where I'm at, and it so it's well lit, and I happen to just look up into the sky, and I see a row a, a line of like twelve lights in a straight line. Like, if you had a ruler and uh-huh. just drew dots along a ruler, yeah, that was in the sky. And it, it's, it's you know, it was pretty high up. 
you know, uh, I, you can tell when, you know, how high planes would fly. And this was not a satellite and it was pretty widespread. It, it was a long, it, it was way too big, too spread to be an airplane because if it was that spread out, it would be much closer and it would be much easier to identify as an airplane. So this was way up and you have to figure if it was high up there, I, I've never seen satellites move in information like that, that high up in the sky. And it just slowly, very slowly, and almost would stop and continue going. Just slow and stop and continue going. Yeah, that's and weird when it's that many in a row like that. And it was a straight, and I just watched until I, I can, in, until it was out of sight. I tried my best to record, but as I mentioned, it was well lit. Nothing be, at night can be recorded and, and well. And that's the hard part because. It was so well lit, the camera wouldn't be able to pick up anything past like, the light. Why does so many things happen at night? Because it's cover of darkness. The dark. The dark can be an revealing. easy way. Yeah, revealing and definitely an easier way to, you know, maneuver and not be seen. Um, it's interesting when you when you ask about, you know, why does it have to be dark as opposed to like during the day? And during the day, you will see I things. have had encounters during yeah. the day, but most... Not just UFO, but like just everything. Most of my encounters have been yeah. that night. Oh, yeah. If I had to guess, I would say that our senses are more heightened in the dark. You know, we pay more attention. Yeah, to things like our darker. animalistic. Yeah. yeah. So so maybe it's not so much that things are more intense. It's just that we're more sensitive. I f- yeah, I mm. agree with that 100%. Well, this has been, again, very fascinating, and I'm enjoying uh, hearing all about your encounters. Um, and we are going to get to Robbie's paranormal encounter right after a word from our sponsor for this episode. Well, hey there, hello there, bats and ghouls. G-Man here. Have you heard of My Floral Creations? They specialize in creating custom Mickey ear headbands with a twist, like the Sushi Felt Mickey ear headband or the Hagrid Birthday Harry Potter Cake headband, or maybe you're a fan of the Disney classic Halloween film, Hocus Pocus. Yes, they have a Hocus Pocus spellbook headband. No joke. These designs are fantastic. A true treat just like the lavender donut mickey headband be sure to visit my floral creations on instagram also be sure to show your support by becoming a member of their patreon visit patreon.com forward slash my floral creations that's patreon.com forward slash my floral creations all right well welcome back listener um we are just going to get straight into robbie's story of his own paranormal encounter. So, David, can I get some mood music, please? Perfect. Take it away, Robbie. Well, this is more, I would say, uh, kind of a spiritual um, encounters that I've been kind of having uh, since the story kind of revealed itself. It all started um, with my aunts. So, basically, kind of a background. Um, when I was about eight and a half years old, um, my mother passed away from uh, leukemia. And it was a very hard moment for my whole family. Um, my dad's side, he has three siblings. My mom's side has three siblings. And so it was a pretty uh, hard moment for the whole family. But we're so tight and we have such a good tribe. You know, we pushed through it and we helped each other out. And, um, you know, I, I, can't, I can't say uh, how 
um, you know, how much love that I, I got to receive during those moments. So I shout out to all those, you know, to all those people that that happened to and then they, they didn't have the support. You know, that's when I think how, you know, how sad that moment is. I think about all those kids that that stuff happens. But back to the story was, um, so my mom collected dimes. Her and her girlfriends would always go to Las Vegas together every year. It was kind of a, uh, a girl trip for the girls. And throughout the year, she would uh, collect dimes. And it was, she always played dime slots. That was her, that was her thing. So basically, my Aunt Jackie, which is my mom's sister, she went to work she worked at a grocery store and she had a lot of locals and a lot of customers that she would interact with. And this one specific customer, he was an older gentleman. He was like, you never believe what I found in the meat department today when I was, you know, picking up some steaks. He goes, there was a penny, you know, he goes, I picked up a steak and right underneath the package, there was a, pe- a penny right there. And she's like, oh, that's amazing. He, and, and he was explaining to her that um, my my brother collected pennies his whole whole life. When we were kids, he'd always collect pennies. He wouldn't collect dimes or any other change. He'd always collect pennies. And mm. and so my Aunt Jackie was like, oh, wow, that's a cool spiritual thing. And he goes, yeah, my brother and I, we'd always cook steaks together. So it was kind of a symbolic moment for him. So my Aunt Jackie was like, whoa, that's, that's a really cool story. And so that night, she actually walked to her car. And, you know, if you work for a grocery store... You know, your boss always wants you to park really far out in the parking lot. That way all the customers can get up there. And when she got up to the door, she noticed a dime right by her door. She noticed a dime. And she's like, whoa, that's that's pretty strange, you know. Guys tell me about this penny story. And there's just this random dime right next to my car door. So she ends up picking it up. My Aunt Jackie, did, she doesn't really know about the gambling and the dimes gambling okay it was not gambling gambling. it's not gambling (laughs) but my aunt my aunt jackie wasn't she wasn't part of the crew that went out to vegas it was your mom and her friends okay so but what linked this up was i guess it would be her her sisters knew she collected the dimes though right no not yet Oh, they did not Not know okay interesting i forgot about that what connected the story was so my aunt jackie has that moment i would i i guess you would call it her sister-in-law because it's her husband's wife. her husband's brother's wife. So her brother's wife, that was one of my mom's girlfriends that they would go out to Vegas with. And so they were all four hanging out and she was exp- hey, hey, how was Las Vegas? How was it? You know, and you know Jackie was asking her. My Aunt Jackie oh, okay. was asking okay. her. Hey, how was Vegas? You know? And she's like, you know, it, it was it was hard, you know, Nancy wasn't there. That's my mom. You know, it was you know, it was the first year that she wasn't there. But Dwayne gave us all of her dimes to go gamble with. Huh. Or to go play the slots. So we all went to the dime slots and, and you know, and played with her dimes as she collected that year. And so at that moment, that's what kind of opened up the vortex of For your Aunt Jackie. For my Aunt Jackie of saying, Whoa. This, guy, is a, this is connected. This is connected. This guy told me about this penny story. I, I found the dime at the parking lot. And so she tells my other sister, um, or hit, yeah, her, her other sister, sister Your um, aunt. My, aunt, my Aunt Chris. Once she's told my Aunt Chris, there's just things that were kind of happening that these dimes kept appearing. 
and 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 then be like random like I, I know like one of their moments that they told me about was you know they were vacuuming a rug up you know and then they fold it you know put it on the side vacuum that area up sweep and then they would open up the carpet and there would be a dime in the middle of it so you wait know? I'm sorry After so let me yeah let me say so they, they close the carpet up Right. No, nothing's in there. Well, yeah, they you well, know they like vacuum you first, vacuum up, okay. and then roll you... it up to move it to vacuum under it, okay, and then roll it back out to put it back after cleaning and vacuuming. And, and a then dime would be a, just appear. Yeah. Right. Wow. And um, so we've all encountered these dimes as well. This yes, is just the beginning have. of the dimes. Oh so wow. Go on. Okay. Go on. Yeah, Robbie. yeah. So the you know, Vegas story with the cousins <laughs> is just so oh, yeah, like yeah. it's just yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. There, I mean, there's been so many many. Uh, spiritual moments that like it, it happened i mean this one like what she just uh, said like it kind of reminded me of it because there's been so many interactions that's happened where you can't really you can't be like all right that was just a coincidence right you know so this one specific moment my my cousin deanne it was her 21st birthday and pretty much me my brother and my two cousin tyler and deanne we all kind of grew up together like practically brothers and sisters, like exactly. oh, that okay. type of cousin. Wow, tightness. really close. Okay, really, really close. And um, and we were all we were all single too at the moment. Or not single. And they're close uh, in age, not, but close in age. No one was married, you know. And but it was her twenty first birthday. It was the last one of us four to to turn twenty one. And so they live in St. Louis, and so we all met in Vegas. I was living out here in L.A. at the moment, and so. I think we're at the Bellagio or some some bougie, some bougie hotel. My my <laughs> uncle got a really nice place for her, and and um, it was a really cool weekend. But right when we got there, um, we're all in a circle, and we're in all the lobby. in the lobby. This is as this is we're first seeing each other. This is the first time us seeing each other, and we're all talking. And then all of a sudden, I just look in the middle of us, and there's a dime. Right there, sitting right in the middle of us, Whoa. and um, that happened. Um, that happened. Same similar story happened when I met my aunt Jackie down in Long Beach. There's a Long Beach Convention Center down there. Oh yeah. Because aunt Jackie also lives in St. Louis, so she's in town. Okay. So she's in town, and same thing that happened. Um, we're meeting in the convention center. We start talking, and I just point it to the ground. I'm like. Or I didn't even point at it. My um, my uncle Don pointed at it, and that was the coolest moment because he's pointing at it because he's knowing the story. He's like, "There's a dime right there, guys!" <laughs> oh my goodness! And it's, and it's like right by, right beside me. Um, so there's you know my there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of these dimes that have showed up. You know my wow. my and uh, not even people who are have ever known Nancy. Like really? My mom has okay. had a dime situation because my mom knows the story. Even Robbie and I, the first time we ever went camping, in our in our tent, it's all closed up. In our tent, we're setting up the tent. After we set up, all of a sudden, right there on our bedding, two dimes. Whoa. And that was weird because it's like two dimes. I mean, mind you, yes, it could have fallen out of our pocket. It could have already been in the right. tent. But it's just weird that this many situations would happen. Right. Oh yeah. It's any other ones that stick out? Um, yeah, my um my good buddy Zach, um, you know, he's he's an artist, he's a painter, he's a very he's one of my, you know, 
friends when I started growing up, we started talking spiritual and started talking psychedelic almost in a way, psychedelic spiritual situations and questioning. Questioning what and, is? and and um you know and he he knows the dime story and and so he moved out actually out to Joshua Tree, which he's still out there to this day. And um so he called me that morning he's like Rob you're not gonna believe what I found this morning I'm like what happened dude and he's like well we moved all our stuff in last night and um, I'm leaving you know I'm just you know going out the front door that morning and there's a dime just laying there right in front of the door it's the um, placement of them that is like it's not just change out of the pocket because how often are you seeing like it's so centered like perfectly somewhere right like perfectly placed, and you see fallen change. It's usually like to off the to side. the side. Yeah, right. yeah, right. And there's also like an energy. Like when I've seen the dimes, it's you can just feel this kind of. It's like this loving energy. It is. Interesting. It's like a sign. It'll come to you in a moment where you do need a sign, or you're like actually you are looking for reassurance or just different things. Right. Yeah. There was one night too. Um, this one specific moment. It was actually out here in LA and I was at the studio real late. This is before I, I met these guys. And I, I think I was probably 22, 21 years old, young, you know, young and trying to trying to convince myself I'm going to be a drummer. And just one, <laughs> just one, just one night, you know, I was playing my drums and, and I was, and as I'm playing beats and playing music, I'm just kind of feeling just sad and, you know, and, and just feeling a little bit down and um and i'm kind of like looking down on my bass drum and kind of just you know letting music just heal me because sometimes when i'm playing music there is that dark energy that comes that just kind of getting out of you you know you're just trying to get that funk out of you and so and but at that moment i'm just looking down down my bass drum and i'm just starting to and like kind of like the vibration of the bass drum it's kind of just pushing this thing out and i'm like you know, I'm seeing a little bit of silver, and it's starting to creep out a little bit more. Starting to creep out a little bit more. What do you mean I, out of the bass drum? Like you know, like in the bass drum where you have like you know, I put blankets in there and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But you can still see through the bass drum because it's clear. So I'm just starting to see this dime kind of vibrate itself out of the blanket, Whoa. like inside the inside of it. As I'm having that kind of moment of just being. You know, just in a weird zone. I mean, it's probably because I was up there like two thirty in the morning. Just, but e- even then, though, even then, Still. It, it, regardless of the time, the fact that you guys are telling me that this these dimes are appearing in moments of your life where it's like you're just things aren't really working out, or it's just you're stressed out, or whatever's going on, and then all of a sudden these dimes just pop up. Oh yeah, and it's like like you said, it's a loving kind of feeling. It is. And it's like a and reassurance. Yeah, definitely. Could, when you see that, you're like. You you okay. feel like people are looking out for you. you yeah, do. yeah. And there's there, there was this weird thing I did one day that I, I I don't even know if I can pull up that code still. I did this code thing where I was really investigating a dime and Robbie's really into numerology okay. and things like that. So he's he really does look into numbers pretty deeply. Awesome. Well, my my mom was born on the tenth. Oh, you know? okay. So she was born on the tenth, and um, so I I just. You know, there. I know that you can write out her whole name, all the lettering that's on the dime. You can, you know, Nancy Louise Co. Or actually, I know I did her maiden name actually, uh, Nancy Louise Seibert. And you can, you, the, her whole name is, is on the dime. So it's. What do you mean? It's on the dime within the lettering. Within the lettering. Oh wow. 
So interesting. Yeah, and no, no repeated lettering or any of that. It's, it's, you know. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm always kind of, you know, when I met Sierra, she was all, she was in a numerology too, but she just never knew it. But she was always telling me about eleven and twenty two. Well, That's twenty two awesome. is my spirit number, okay. and eleven is Ian's spirit number, and eleven is also Robbie's spirit number. Interesting. Which is weird because. Ian's my brother and yeah. Robbie's my partner. Right. So, yeah, well, we'll definitely have to come back, bring yeah. you guys on again for more of these dime stories because these are really interesting. Um, I could just say this is that right now my mind is blown because uh, all three of these stories have just made my night, basically. So, thank you so much. <laughs> and made my, this episode even thank much you for more. Having us, this Steven. has been great. Um, I got to say, from the music that you guys play uh, to, you know, the environmental work that you do um, to watching your Instagram on the places that you guys go, the river pictures that I've seen of you guys in the river playing around. I mean, uh, you're camping, all that stuff. There was even a picture, strange one. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a picture uh, where they have on uh, their, they have a van and on the van is all these solar panels. And it, I guess it was to uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It was to play somewhere, or you guys were just kind of putting that together. We use we are the solar panels are a new addition to okay. the band. Um, thanks to Robbie, he that was a purchase that he made for the band. So when we do go off grid, we can produce out of our van. Fascinating. But we have done one on Earth Day 2020. It was a live stream. We were all you know. At home, yeah, but yeah. anyway, it was a live stream, and for Earth Day, we did we did play a live stream show all through solar. That's amazing. So you guys. We, we we do plan to have um, more videos like that coming out. I look forward to seeing all your videos, seriously. And listener, if you get a chance, please check out Blooming Fire. Go to their Instagram page. Go to their website. You guys are just amazing. Aww, I love you, G man. This is this is all just been amazing on every level. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here on Into the Void. Uh, but before we go, it's time for one last word from our sponsor for this episode. Ah, dang it. Come on. Shoot. No, that's not what I need. Ah, ah come on. Where is it? Dang it. Ah, shoot. Okay, no, that's not. Ah, darn it. No, that's not what I need. No, that's not. Ah, darn it. What the heck is it? Dude, what are you doing? I, I'm... Ah, it's my it's my girlfriend's birthday next week, and I don't know what to get her. No, that's not what I need. No, that's not it. No, that's that's not it. Well, no, that's not it either. Well, what is she into? Well, she's really into handcrafted gifts, and uh, oh, uh, Disney. She loves Disney. Dude, I got you. Have you heard of my floral creations? My floral what? My Floral Creations. It's amazing. They specialize in custom handcrafted Mickey ear headbands. Not only that, they offer handcrafted felt keychains and pillows. Dude, here, check it out. Looking to learn to create your own colorful items like a donut pillow? Check out My Floral Creations TikTok or YouTube page. Dude, you're a genius. Bro, drop a DM on their Instagram page for prices or to inquire about their customizable designs. You can also follow their Linktree hyperlink to make a purchase through their Etsy shop. Dude, My Floral Creations will open your mind and widen your eyes with all of their fantastically creative designs. 
But don't take my word for it. Visit their catalog on their Instagram page at My Floral Creations. Also, check out their TikTok page at My Floral Creations 2019. And their YouTube channel, bro, My Floral Creations on YouTube. Remember, that's My Floral Creations. All right, Bats and Ghouls, that's going to do it here for another episode of Into the Void. A big thank you to our special guest, Blooming Fire, for joining us once again. Please, let's just give him a hand. That was amazing. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having you us. You guys are amazing on every level. And again, I am truly honored and pleasured to have you on this show. So thank you so much. Um, Sierra, if people wanted to take a listen to your music or be part of what you do, where should they go? can find us anywhere online if you just search blooming fire like a flower blooms b-l-o-o-m-i-n-g fire so blooming fire um we're on spotify apple music soundcloud Bandcamp. um if you google search us our website will come up facebook instagram the whole nine yards you'll find us blooming fire music and Keep an eye out. Now's the time to follow us because we have an album coming out in the next year. Oh, nice. It's our first full-length album. It'll be, it's a totally fresh new sound from us, and we cannot wait to share it with everybody. Oh, Bats and Ghouls, you heard it here. They have a brand new album that's going to be coming out. I'm excited. And also, if you like what you heard, be sure to check us out on all our social media pages. Instagram at Void Podcast 18, Facebook at Pod Paranormal 87, Twitter at Nightwing Silver. And also send us your paranormal encounters into the void 301 at gmail.com. And who knows? Maybe you'll get featured in our next episode. Also, be sure to subscribe and smash that like button on our YouTube channel. Just search Into the Void Podcast. Well, that's going to do it for me. I'm G-Man, and I got to go tighten a loose bolt on Frankenstein's monster. So until then, I want to thank you for falling with me into the void. <laughs>